Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 98 of On the Flank. I'm wondering host John George alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. Hey, Joe, uh, we have no events to go over this week. We had a nice little break. That means we get to go straight into the news, but I am very excited. Playoffs start tomorrow, um, and we have some brackets later in the show to go over, so definitely stick around for that. Um should be exciting and it is the final showdown for me and joe to see who who wins the picks uh this year i'm only up by one point but honestly anything can happen because the, these playoff brackets come with a massive amount of points at stake um, <laughs> yeah it should be exciting but um we do have a decent amount of news actually since our last show here so we'll go over that stuff first um and all the news is kind of I don't know. <laughs> Just like looking at this rundown, everything is not something I would expect to see going into this week. Um, they're all interesting pieces of news. The first piece of news is the Washington Justice have grant, grant granted release to to Lulsish, who obviously, if you haven't haven't followed the Washington Justice at all this year, you'll know Lulsish didn't play a single game with the Justice. In fact, could never get a visa to come to America to play with the Justice. Um, and everyone was so excited for the Ellivote Lulsish tank duo to be together. Never happened. Um, so, <laughs> and now it's never going to happen, at least on the Washington Justice. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was, uh, I thought it was funny the way they phrased it. <laughs> they've, they've decided to grant um, the, the release of Lulsish from the team. Makes you wonder, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know how hard he may or may not have been pushing on that, uh, you know, throughout the rest of the season. But uh, he's, you know, basically, you know, they're saying, uh, "Well, you can, you can be a free agent now." Finally, <laughs> yeah, it seems like they were holding him captive or something, yeah. <laughs> or finally letting him go, um, which is very interesting. Uh, overall, obviously, justice has been rebuilding and we never got to see how good Lulsa should actually be on this team. Um, but I, I believe he was, um, was he the main tank, which roar is now, I believe. So I believe so. Yeah. Um, which has been working out fine for them, obviously. So especially when they don't even need alley vote either anymore, <laughs> it seems like it's definitely time to just let Lulsa go as well. Um, Next on the list is the Hangzhou Spark uh, have have an anime mascot now, which um, I believe that's a first for sure. Misaka uh, <laughs> Mikoto. I, I, I don't know. Excuse me. I literally don't watch anime at all, so I have no clue who this is. Um, the only anime I've ever watched is Pokemon. So I haven't watched anime. <laughs> yeah. uh, um. But very interesting that they now have an anime mascot. Do you watch anime, Joe? Uh, I don't know. Apparently, it has something to do with um, the the you know the railgun mascot. Mm. Um, in terms of like, um, like that's like this character is involved with the anime that is involved with that. <laughs> um, yeah. And so in that in that sense, it was sort of uh, appropriate. But yeah, actually legitimate anime character who's now. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I do remember when their logo first came out that it was a reference to an anime. So 
Um, I, so it is cool that they actually got a character from that anime to be their mascot, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is esports shit, you know. Like, I feel like this is about to happen. <laughs> like, a lot of people who like esports also watch anime, so why yeah. not? It's bound to happen eventually. Yep. <laughs> Um, another new, just the crazy news that I did not expect keeps on coming. Uh, Post Malone, of course, rapper Post Malone and producer and musical artist is now part owner of, um, Envy, Fuel, Dallas Empire. Um, so Post Malone, uh, now partially owns the Dallas Fuel. He is more into the, he's more into Call of Duty. And I think that was the main reason he got convinced to do this. Um, so he'll probably be more supportive of the Dallas Empire, but he still owns a uh, part of the fuel, which is interesting. I think that's like another we've got we've got a bunch of like athletes and famous people owning some teams here now. Um, but Post Malone, very big name, especially recently. Post Malone's very popular. Yeah, absolutely. And um, obviously, Dallas Empire just won CDL this past period of time since since, since our last show. Uh, so yeah, yeah, welcome to the org, uh, Post Malone. There, uh, yeah. somehow I doubt um, Dallas will be able to quite stand up to that, but you know we'll see. <laughs> yep, um, and and the CDL announced uh, they're moving from five five v five to four v four, which is a big, which would be a huge change. An owl. Imagine if they just moved to five v five after the season. Yeah, but- Overwatch Two is just going to be five v five. Um, two, two, two won't be a thing anymore. So it's true. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, cool. Always cool to have like someone big, uh, own an esports team, obviously, cause then they'll start promoting it to their fans and they, and Post Malone has a lot of fans. So, um, of course, next on the, uh, next on the little sheet here is, uh, uh, Tespa being featured on the owl site, which is, Something, of course, Joe has to has to include, you know, because um, Butler University competes in TESPA. Uh, amazing. Both of us went to Butler. Joe still goes to Butler. Uh, Butler Esports the best. But yeah, TESPA finally, <laughs> finally here on the actual Overwatch League website. Um, and you can click to see more info on, on the tournaments happening, stuff like that. Um, apply, register, join the Discord. I mean... What more could he ask for right there? More promotion for collegiate esports, which is needed. So, yeah, exactly. And they have it under the you know the section for the path to pro, um, and it's hard to navigate to on desktop because you have to like very carefully move your mouse over to the left so you can click on anything. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, collegiate's a giant part of the part of the path to pro, um, and so you know whether you, you know, I think you'd still. Um, you know, in one sense, kind of have to be looking for it, uh, you know, to find it. But um, you know, hopefully, some of the uh, kind of visibility they can get is good. Um, I know the the fall collegiate series is going to be uh, uh, in the past. They've done like group stages and and lots of teams playing lots of matches. They they're doing two uh, 512 team single elimination tournaments between now and December. Um, uh, so you know, hopefully, like once they get to the top of that, they can uh, really start showing off some of these, uh, some of these players. But yeah, it's it's, it's really nice to see. Huge March Madness t- tournament is what I'm hearing right here. Um, yeah, 
512 teams. That's nuts. Uh, but yeah, definitely check out some collegiate stuff. It's now on the you can now keep up with it on on the actual Overwatch League website. So that's that'll be much easier to do. Uh, watch watch Butler University make make their way all the way to the top because uh, they're obviously going to win. Um, that's how it and, works. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we got a new live patch, which um, it seems like most of the experimental changes went through. Is that correct, Jeff? Yeah, I believe all of them. Uh, the, the experimental changes we talked about uh, last week um, now are live as of Monday. Uh, so with uh, lots of heroes got their ammo reduced, uh, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of changes. But uh, Widow has fall off now. Baptiste does half healing to his team uh, with with his uh, what's that ability called? Regenerative burst. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moira's healing got reworked a little bit, stuff like that. But yeah, that's all live now. Um, and I, I put on the thing. It's it's going to be post Owl because of course the playoffs are going to be played. Um, on the patch that was live uh, before this one, uh, I suppose I suppose that means that the the top four games might still be on this patch. I don't know if they said for sure, but hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't know if they said they just said playoffs, which I assumed um, I assumed just meant the whole thing. But it, it, yeah, easily they could just be like, oh no, we just meant playoffs, not top, not the grand finals, which is what they're calling it, of course. So, yeah, this could be it. I, I think if if it's not it, I think it's hilarious that um, now that the season's ending, this is when they start like aggressively patching when they said they would such a long time ago. Um, and they I don't I don't feel like they ever really aggressively patched like this is two patches now in three weeks, which is that that's aggressive. So and it's with a lot of changes in both. So I, I just think it's kind of funny. I think people would be upset if they threw in another patch for the grand finals because um, then you kind of get that thing where you're like, oh, well, now these teams are going to look completely different. Um, it's true, yeah. They pulled us. They pulled that one on us in uh, season one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although the 5v the 6 seed in the finals because <laughs> the meta just favored them the, the most, so... Uh, they they definitely want to avoid that and keep some consistency. So I imagine they they're smart enough to know like yeah we should just keep it all on one patch. Um, but yeah, this patch is interesting. I actually have not played Overwatch on this patch yet, so um, I, I have nothing to report on it quite yet. I haven't seen any I haven't seen any tweets or anything about it either, honestly. So yeah, not particularly. I, I imagine you know the. Uh, some of the changes we saw with, uh, you know, Roadhog is probably still going to be, um, still going to be a uh, successful hero, I would think. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> as he far as that goes, he didn't get nerfed here. I don't. Everyone else got nerfed in this patch. Like, there's no buff here that makes me think, oh yeah, Roadhog is now going to be countered by this person. Like everyone else got nerfed, so now I feel like Roadhog is just even stronger because all these other people are going to have harder time <laughs> killing him. Uh, so yeah, Roadhog, I imagine will still be very successful on the ladder, and you know, I think it's, I think it'll be exciting to see Roadhog in the in the playoffs for sure because we obviously did not get to see him at all this season. Uh, so I'm fine with it. Playing, not not as fine with 
Roadhog being this buff. Like, that's why I haven't played this patch yet. It's because I kind of got sick of having to play Roadhog or playing against Roadhog. Um, but yeah, that's that's the patch. Uh, there is a new host for playoffs, Frankie Ward, um, who is a Twitch partner and a host of um, some other shows on Twitch. Um, and she will be taking over for Zoe. Uh, Zoe's spot in the playoffs, of course. Um, Zoe having to take care of her dad and uh, stuff with her family. So she'll be missing playoffs. But Frankie Ward's here. From what I've heard and from comments on the internet, um, this is a good replacement, Joe. So um should be exciting to see a new face around uh, Overwatch League, too. It's always exciting to see some new faces. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, for, from... From the research I did, it looks like she's got some history with um, uh, Hearthstone and with um, CSGO also yeah. in terms of like casting and commentating and stuff. So yeah, yeah yep. it should be interesting. Yeah, so she's got esports experience. This isn't just someone random here. Um, so yeah, good choice. Um, I actually haven't seen this article that we're going to talk about next, but apparently um, in the playoffs players are going to be competing for sneaker for sneakers a sneaker bonus yeah, um, which is super weird <laughs> but yeah they only just announced this um uh, semi-recently today that um yeah through through the playoffs they have um various objectives for um players of different roles to meet and like for example for dps players the the top two final blows per 10 minutes uh, cumulative in the playoffs um i guess get a pair of sneakers <laughs> from uh, one of the overwatch league sponsors uh bait hmm. which i guess is the name of a sneaker company i don't know but anyway it's super bizarre i thought <laughs> interesting very interesting i guess it gives like some players another reason to c- compete hard but i mean winnings out winning the championships obviously what's what's pushing them the hardest here so interesting that they included this but it it's clear to me it looks like like a sponsorship type thing that they're doing so yeah i'd say that's the main reason probably yeah so they uh, uh even they're incentivizing like the fleta deadlift yeah <laughs> which is i don't know it's it's yeah, something that. <laughs> if anybody if anybody comes out of the playoffs with some fancy new sneakers we'll know why yeah, but that should be interesting. I have to, based off these stats, it it's very weird. So it's are they keeping? So it's only one person is going to get. Oh, how many players can win each care? Oh, so a lot of people are getting sneakers. Yeah, There's, each yeah. of the categories is usually like they'll pick like two or something. Got it. Interesting. Okay. Well, I guess you can follow along with that too if you want. Go to the article on OverwatchLink.com and try to catch up with who who's winning those sneakers if you if you really care um but yeah that now that we've gotten the news out of the way we can talk playoffs and go in depth on these playoffs me and me and joe both made our own brackets which i had open yes i still have them open um over here uh we went through the whole shebang so we got <laughs> we got everything i'm sure we'll do like little revised brackets too each week um because yeah We'll have a chance to do that, um, which should be very interesting. But I, we've got so much time in this podcast. We're only 15 minutes in. I, you know, it, we might as well just go like game by game here and, and 
and figure out exactly what we want. Um, but starting tomorrow, let's let's start with North America because that starts that starts earlier. Starting tomorrow, we ha- we do have the Houston Outlaws facing the Boston Uprising and the Washington Justice facing the Vancouver Titans. Um, which are two interesting matchups. Obviously, these four teams have struggled this season. That is no question. Uh, we'll start with Boston, Houston. Um, as someone who works from Boston, works for Boston, they've had their struggles this year. Uh, lots of them. I think they've only ended up winning two games, which is not great. But one of those games, Joe, was against the Houston Outlaws, so that makes it a little bit more interesting. And they have shown. Um, they have shown that they can hang with some tough teams. They took Paris to five maps twice this season. So Boston Uprising has shown that they can pull off the upset. Um, but Joe, do, do you think they can here? Do you think they're making it anywhere in the playoffs? They've been given a chance here, despite only having two wins, being the worst team in the league this year. Do you think they take advantage of it at all here against the Houston Outlaws? Well, uh, I'm not saying it's super likely uh, in this, this particular matchup um, that I, I think we actually both gave to Houston uh, here in our, our brackets that we'll be uh, posting on Twitter and stuff too through the Overwatch League bracket builder. But um, uh, but but yeah, I think uh, it'll definitely be interesting. I mean, this was the this was the the one match this season that went to like seven maps or something um, in the regular season, or was it six? Wasn't that Boston versus Houston? Yeah, yeah, that was seven. Yeah. That was that was the the original El Clasico. Um, uh, but yeah, so you know maybe we'll get <laughs> a whole big uh, uh, dragged out series here on the first night, but um, which of course is tomorrow night is when all this starts. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm definitely giving the advantage I think here to Houston. Um, and we'll have to see. Uh, you know, Boston are able to adapt and uh, uh, improvise and overcome, as they say. Yeah, I, I of course picked Houston, like you mentioned as well. Um, yeah, I think this could be this has potential to be a close one, but I think since that Houston Boston El Clasico game, I do think Houston has been a much better team, even though their record doesn't show it really. Um, so I, I yeah, I, I'm going Houston too. Over on the Vancouver-Washington side, I think this is a super interesting matchup, actually, um, that we actually picked differently on. And I think there's a good reason why. Like, both of these teams have, like, have some players that have the potential to to make their teams better. I think they've had both had struggles. Obviously, Vancouver had a complete roster wipe. Washington um, did not have a complete roster wipe, but they have lost some players. They've had a bunch of new ones join. Um, actually from the Vancouver Titans themselves, which makes it even more interesting. So it, it, they both still struggled with these new rosters, but they both have shown signs that they could be good going forward. Um, so th- I think it's a very interesting round one matchup that I'm glad we get to see because I think these two teams are super similar at the bottom um, and they they have the talent to where I could see them pulling off an upset down the road. Um, but Joe, which one of those teams do you think uh, is going to going to be the one potentially going to upset one of these Goliaths later in the tournament here? Uh, yeah, so I think uh, if uh, if we get the, 
likelihood of stuff to happen, that's going to be uh, is, is Washington for me. Uh, Washington Justice to pull out the win over Vancouver. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do uh, with their most recent addition uh, to the roster, obviously bringing in Decay uh, in the last uh, few weeks, uh, probably less than a month now that it's been. And um, really, uh, I, guess we just haven't, I guess we haven't been able to see them properly um, since then. But, um, but, but I mean, that, that's a really nice, uh, really nice spot to be in if you're if you are Washington, um, the, heading into these playoffs, um, where um, the particular looks you're going to be able to show are not, uh, you know, haven't really been seen before, and um, uh, you, you know that combined with, um, yeah, you're right. Vancouver's been uh, sort of, sort of off at best. You know, obviously um, pulling up with the number eleven seed in North America, but um, um, given the edge to uh, to the Justice, I think so. I guess it's a slight upset, but, you know, it works out. Yeah, I mean, I think the addition of Decay is obviously huge for the Washington Justice. Decay is, you know, he's no joke. He's he's amazing. Um, I think we didn't get to see what we saw. Was he in the game versus the Fuel? I can't remember. I don't think he was. Yeah, so we, actually, we actually have yet to see Decay... Um, on the justice yet we don't know what kind of impact he will have but they did get really close to beating the fuel the last time we did see the justice it was a a five map series um i'm gonna go vancouver here just because i feel like i feel like even though they've they've had their ups they've had their downs all over the all over this year basically um I I really like to see I've really liked to see how the Justice or the Titans have progressed throughout the year, um, and Justice I just can't trust them adding another big name will do something because they added Janu they've added a bunch of players this year so far that I thought would elevate the Justice to finally be a team that could compete with some top teams but it never has. Um, so I, I, it's hard for me to trust that this coaching staff can integrate Decay right away, even though obviously he was able to be integrated with the Dallas Fuel uh, despite uh, their coaching problems and everything. I, I do have trouble thinking Decay will immediately fit into this team and immediately make a huge impact when Janu, these MVP caliber players, uh, couldn't do it themselves either earlier. Uh, so I'm still going to go with the Titans. I really like how they've been playing lately, and I, I can see their potential pretty often. Uh, but I don't blame you for picking the Justice either. It's it, That one's going to be a very close one um, tomorrow. So exciting. Yeah, good start to the, uh, <laughs> to the uh, playoffs, to the, the time period we're talking about. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I believe on Friday they go to round two already. Um, yep. In which our matchups might be a little bit different here. Um, actually, they're the same except one. And the only reason it's different is because we cho- chose different teams to win. Um, <laughs> because the, obviously the teams get to choose who they want to play. The Gladiators will get to choose first. And we both thought they would choose uh, the winner of the Justice Titans game. So I have Glad's Titans. Um, and Joe has Glad's justice, but we both are confident the Gladiators can pull off that upset. Um, 
a lot of people talking about the Gladiators recently and saying they have the biggest potential uh, to be the Cinderella of this tournament, Joe. Uh, let's instead of instead of uh, since we have a different matchup here, why don't we talk about that? What do you agree with that statement, Joe? Do you think they have the biggest potential to be the Cinderella? If not, who do you think does? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I mean. Uh, I, I think I sort of, uh, it's fair to say that I gave them that credit in my bracket, um, sending them all the way to, um, what is, I guess, the round of 10, or the round of 8. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, a number 6 seed will do that, but... Um, but, but yeah, sitting them, um, I have I have them beating Atlanta um, in a really really close match with Florida later in the bracket. But um, yeah, I think that they're they're definitely a good choice for that. Um, I think if I were to pick another team that I think has a potential to um, you know have a similar um, high type of run, it would be uh, like probably even the other <laughs> Los Angeles team. Mm-hmm. That's what I was yeah, going to say. In the LA Valiant, that's um, that they have, you know, they're, that their good moments are really good, and it's a matter of um, trying to pull those out and um, sort of uh, do what do they talk about catching lightning in a bottle and try to, um, but, but try to have that when you need it when the, you know when it comes when it comes time for the playoffs. Um, that that's going to be important. Uh, but yeah, you're right. This matchup, uh, whether they play Washington or uh, Vancouver Titans. Uh, I think probably my even my next choice in matchup would be probably Gladiators Toronto, and I think even then it would probably um, uh, still end up with with the win. There would be my guess. Um, uh, the, yeah, the the explosive kind of whatever is is still absolutely there for. Them. Oh yeah, um, and I think I think the Hog Metal will. I think Space is a great Hog player, so I think that definitely will benefit them. It's true. Um, it, yeah, it's it's interesting thinking about. Obviously, we've seen these teams this whole year, but this new meta is going to be completely different. There are a lot of changes, um, so it should be interesting to see uh, what what difference that makes. And we even had like um, I can't remember who tweeted it. Someone on the Guangzhou Charge tweeted like that the APAC meta is like nuts right now. So I'm excited to see <laughs> what that means. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I agree with you on the both the LA teams. I think are the dark horses of this for me for sure. Um, especially, I think Valiant a little bit more than Gladiators, maybe. Even though Gladiators has been consistently able to beat Valiant, I don't think the Gladiators have consistently been able to beat other top teams. I think the Valiant have. I think the Valiant have pulled off those upsets. Um, I think the only win the Gladiators have gotten is like an upset against the Shock one week, um, which the Valiant have gotten too. So it's it's gonna be um very interesting i think atlanta rain could possibly pull off an upset too like they did last year but don't know if they could take it all the way speaking of atlanta rain we both have them facing houston outlaws um yeah do you think that any chance houston can win this one i mean atlanta rain just took the shock to five maps um they've been looking pretty good recently uh whereas the houston outlaws too inconsistent stuff like that right joe yeah, I mean, crazier things have happened um, in terms of, um, you know, in, in terms of having uh, the Houston 
you know, grit their teeth and dig their heels in and show up for a matchup. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. Atlanta has been looking really good, uh, particularly recently. Um, and you know, the hope is for them to, to carry that over as we go too. Yeah. Um, and then we both have the Dallas fuel beating the Toronto defiant, which they actually just did. Um, and the last time we saw them. So I, I don't think that's a crazy out of left field pick right there. Um, Neither of us have Dallas going too much further in the in the tournament, but I mean it'll be nice for them to make the top eight at least, right, Joe? That's a nice that's a nice finish to the year, I guess. You get you get two more games, you get to play in the losers bracket, stuff like that. So kind of enjoyable there. Let's flip, we'll flip over to the Asia bracket to see, I guess, who qualifies for the top four now. Um, we both have I think we both have Chengdu beating London. Um, so we can kind of just skip. I mean, I think everyone has Chengdu beating London. London had a pretty good year, uh, obviously yeah, for much. For, for London had a good year for where they were. Like the six teams, other teams in the APAC, just better than them. I think, like I talked about last week, if in, if they were in NA, London was probably in the middle of NA ish. Like it's crazy that they had to face all these teams. Um. But then we have uh, NYXL Chengdu and Hangzhou versus Seoul, which are some very interesting matchups here. Um, of course, I, I one of the last times we saw NYXL versus Chengdu, at least Chengdu got a very big upset on NYXL, beating them three to two. Um, Joe, I, neither of us clearly think that that's going to happen here. Uh, why do you think Chengdu isn't favored in this new meta or won't be able to make it too far in the playoffs here? Is it is NYXL just too good for them? Um, yeah, I mean, this will be an interesting series. I mean, um, it's another one of those that, um, in lots of ways, because it's Chengdu, will depend on... Uh, you know what this what this London matchup looks like. Uh, we, we both expect it to be a, a Chengdu win, but you know to to what extent and have they found um you know something that works for them and are they able to um successfully be able to manipulate that against um stronger teams because that's not um you know certain not out of the question <laughs> we've definitely seen that from Chengdu in the past um uh but you you it, you really can't quite um ever bet with them <laughs> which you, you know you say you, you you say about shock, you say about Shanghai, you know, you can't really bet against them. But at the same time, you know, Chengdu, you know, they, they can have good matches. We've definitely seen that. Um, but you can't ever really assume that they will. Um, <laughs> which, I think that's, someone clipped that, that is absolutely perfect. Sums up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so, I mean, that's just about all, uh, <laughs> all that needs to be said about that matchup as far as that goes. Um, that's uh, you, you know they play New York. Um, New York's got their own issues um, with consistency and with confidence and with you know that kind of stuff. But uh, but you definitely give them the edge um, in this particular matchup. Yep, I completely agree with your sentiments about Chengdu for sure. I, you just can't ever bet on them winning. They they win when they want to, or they win when <laughs> you least expect it. Um. But yeah, I think it'd be crazy to go against NYXL here. I think NYXL has shown that they're pretty consistent and shown that they definitely 
will want to make it to this top four losers bracket situation in the APAC. Um, if they're not there, I would be surprised. And NYXL fans are obviously going to be disappointed once again. I mean, NYXL just has failed in the playoffs year after year. They barely make it to semifinals. So <laughs> I don't know. Like NYXL in playoffs, you usually expect disappointment. Uh, but I do not think they will lose immediately. I don't think they're immediately going to be out this time. Which uh, is good. Yeah, which, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Uh, Hangzhou Spark, Seoul Dynasty. We did just see these teams play as well. And Hangzhou Spark um, swept the floor with the Seoul Dynasty. So, And right after we thought the Seoul Dynasty were finally, we were like, uh-oh, here, here come the London Spitfire boys on Seoul Dynasty. Now they, they, they're turning up for playoffs, which they usually do. They love playoffs, um, but then they got swept by the Hangzhou Spark, and all of a sudden my hype levels for them uh, dipped a good amount again. So for that yeah. for that reason, I got Spark <laughs> winning this one. Um, I don't want to put my faith in Soul. A lot of people do. There are a lot of Soul fans out there, and I, I would tell you right now, don't put your faith in them. I don't think they can do it. Um, but yeah, you also have spark winning that one joe um yeah i mean just you know with, with consistency and even you know taking into account well we're not gonna have um any kind of hero pool to affect that we're not gonna have you know it's uh these are things working working against soul historically um which is you know unfortunate but that's that's what we're looking at yep um but yeah let's head to let's let's talk about the um loser bracket sections for both of these now um once once we get those past those play in rounds we get to like an actual playoff bracket with a double elimination feel going on uh which is where we are in our predictions so um i think we pretty much picked the same matchups besides two we we choose different matchups here at the bottom of our brackets we both have uh for north america that is we both have fusion versus fuel and mayhem versus valiant um which we're both we both don't we don't like an upset in either of those um i i I speak for you here joe by saying that uh, we probably both think the fusion are absolutely going to win against the fuel and that one is um a no chance upset but how likely do you do you see a mayhem valiant game maybe maybe going the way of valiant here obviously mayhem really good in may um but recently they haven't really been that top two team that they were back then. Uh, do you see an upset possibly brewing there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That one's going to be, um, one of the, one of the closest matches in this, um, in this, you, you know, first for a few rounds of the playoffs that, yeah. Um, Florida versus LA. I don't know, you know, off the top of my head, their match history, but, um, I imagine it's pretty even between the two of them. Um, um, you, you know, through through this season, um, uh, but yeah, this definitely can be close. I mean, we talked about LA Valiant. Um, uh, you know, they snuck in with that number five seed, so that this is their this is their first match that they'll be playing. Um, um, but really, really showing up, um, and uh, and like we mentioned, the LA Valiant uh, plus the Gladiators, you know, are two teams that have. Um, you know, some of the highest chance of um, of uh, going on longer runs than um, than the numbers might uh, suggest that they will. 
Um, yeah. He, yeah, so it's going to be a very close match, um, you know, no matter who takes it. Yeah, I mean, Valiant definitely have some wins over Mayhem this year. Um, I'm surprised neither. I was expecting at least one of us to take Valiant in that match, possibly. But, um, yeah, I, it's it's going to be a close one. I think it could go either way for sure, but we both have Florida. Um, we have different matchups for the next two. Um, I have San Fran versus Atlanta. Uh, I personally pick that one because I, I definitely think it would... I think San Fran might pick Gladiators because they don't want to face Atlanta again in the first round. But I'm going to say the opposite. I think San Fran's the type of team that would would want to face Atlanta again in the first round just to prove they could beat them this time around. Um, so that's why I went, San, I went San Francisco picking Atlanta. Joe went San Francisco picking Gladiators. Doesn't matter. We both think San Francisco's going to beat the team they're facing. Surprise, um, surprise. Yep. And we both think Paris is going to beat the team they're facing, whether it's Atlanta or the Gladiators which is also not a surprise. Um, I think we speak, I speak for both of us here when we say the top three seeds here are just like so good in comparison to the rest of these teams here. Paris shock fusion, just so good. We've seen Paris struggle a little bit more against these lower teams sometimes, but um, when it comes to these three lately, they've mostly just been dominating um, everyone. So not too hard of a pick. Um, in the lower bracket, um, we both have the Dallas Fuel and Atlanta Rain being eliminated first by losing to the Valiant and Gladiators, which I don't think is a surprise after hearing both of us say that we think both LA teams could be great dark horses in this tournament. Um, but yeah, I, Fuel, just not the greatest year for Fuel. Um, they're lucky that NA and Asia have been split into two separate things or else they would not be in a double elimination bracket, if I'm going to be honest here. Um, next year, it's time for Fuel to rebuild and go next. <laughs> yeah, uh, which we say frequently, but <laughs> but it doesn't make it any less true. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it was a very weird year for Atlanta because they were so hot at the end of last year with a huge upset against shock and like a good performance in the playoffs and the roster didn't really change much at all. In fact, they just added more weapons this year. So it's very weird that they had such an off year to sum up that (laughs) quickly. But I, I think at this point, both me and Joe agree, like, yeah, this team's just not good enough to make it too far in the playoffs based off how they've been performing this year. I couldn't tell you why I couldn't tell you, how this team sort of didn't, it wasn't a huge collapse, but it was a mini little collapse because they were expected to be, me and Joe had them pretty high in our power rankings, expected to be one of the best um, teams out of the Senate group. So very weird. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but as far as the next matchups go, we have um, fusion facing mayhem and the semi and the lose uh, winners semifinals. Um, and then Shock versus Eternal. We both have Fusion and Shock moving on, um, which is fair. Um, <laughs> which is fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Eternal Eternal did get that huge upset against Shock that one time. Um, I think that might have been the last time they faced each other, actually. So, yeah, it, it was the... Oh, yeah, I don't know about that. But yeah, it was in the semifinals of that uh, tournament that Paris won. Yep. So obviously that's a doable thing for Paris there. Um, As far as Florida's recent 
performances makes me feel like no they they don't have they they can't upset philly here but i could see a paris upset which would be pretty crazy um and then in our lower brackets we do have a difference here we both have uh paris after they lose to the shock uh end up being valiant which easily i think could also swing either way but um joe has florida beating the gladiators but i have a gladiators upset against the florida mayhem um I guess I should be the one to explain it, not Joe, because Florida would be the more obvious pick. Um, I, yeah, I I have been a little bit down on on Florida here uh, throughout our picks in this tournament, and that's because I I just I think they perform pretty consistently, pretty well, but they just haven't been haven't been stepping up to the top recently. Um, whereas I do think the Gladiators have a lot less to lose they really just want to um pull off some big upsets this tournament and make it far and i think they can do it here in the lower bracket versus the florida mayhem after they the mayhem come off uh to a loss against the fusion i feel like they might be a little bit down after losing to the fusion for for i feel like they just haven't been able to beat the fusion all year since that may may melee well did they beat the fusion in the may melee even i can't even remember I think it was Mayhem uh, versus Shock in the finals, and yeah, maybe they maybe they upset Fusion to make it to the finals. Um, so I, I believe they might have. I can't remember, but um, yeah, they, I, I do think Florida might be. I, I just think this is where I could see an upset happening in the tournament. So I decided to go with it. <laughs> um, okay. To be fair, I also eliminated Gladiators right away after that i i do have them losing to the eternal and joe has the mayhem losing to the eternal um so the top three we have the top three seeds making it to um the top the final three of sorts um we both actually have the shock beating the fusion in the winner's finals so uh which i i think more i i would i would say at this point more people favor shock over fusion um but then we both have Fusion beating the Eternal to make it to the Grand Finals. Um, so nothing like crazy. Me and Joe, me and Joe, don't have to like explain ourselves here on our picks. I think most people would pick the Shock and Fusion to make it to the Grand Finals out of the North America, um, out of the North American teams. Um, and I guess they won't have those two teams play each other, Joe, because we legit just can't pick it unless they just won't let us pick. Yeah, no, I think they're just going by um, when when they seed them into the finals, they'll just put um, in this scenario. Shock is number one North America because they didn't lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes sense. I think that works. Um, and let's let's them take a break. And also, like, um, it gets more hype for for the grand finals matches because we wouldn't have just seen Fusion versus Shock at some point. So if they do face off against each other in the grand finals, which they most likely will. Um, then it, it'll be like kind of fresh and new and um, we will have seen Fusion Shock in the winners at least, but to make a face off again would probably be overkill. Um, but if we head over to Asia, the Asia region again uh, for their double elimination bracket, uh, me and Joe do have some differences there immediately. Uh, we both do have Shanghai Dragons beating NYXL, which is going to be a very tough matchup for NYXL and NYXL fans right there. Um, but that Hangzhou Guangzhou, which is a 
a matchup that has gone back and forth all year. Obviously, Hangzhou has added a bunch of great pieces here at the end of the season. Guangzhou was more peaking towards the middle of um, the summer and has now sort of fallen since then. I've got Guangzhou. Joe's got Hangzhou. Joe, why do you think Hangzhou is going to pull this one off against Guangzhou? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, technically an upset, again, if we're looking at the numbers, um, but I guess uh, I'm banking on um, this is just a really strong Hangzhou team uh, when we get into these matches. Um, you know, a, a solid victory over Seoul uh, would definitely be, you know, the um, the beginnings of that um, there in, in the second round of the playoffs. But, um, uh, but, but yeah, I'm expecting... Um, um, the you know the kind of play uh, that, that Hangzhou likes to play, um, which is uh, a point that I, I fall back on a lot when we when we talk about Hangzhou, just because there is you know like the the style that uh, that Hangzhou plays is is super um, uh, idiosyncratic. <laughs> I think it's fair to say like you know um, you know what's going on when it happens, but. Um, uh, yeah, as long as they're enabled to to find those kind of successes, um, and clearly I'm predicting that they will be, um, that it's not going to be too bad, I don't think. And and you're right, it will be uh, certainly much closer than Shanghai, New York. Um, that that much is definitely sure. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that matchup always always great, Hangzhou Guangzhou. Um, but yeah, we, if we go to the losers bracket, we do both have um, for me Hangzhou, for you Guangzhou, beating NYXL. Um, I mean, this was a tough. If this happens to NYXL, Joe, this is a tough bracket. Obviously, these are some very good teams. Should NY should New York fans still be proud of what the NYXL did this year, or should they just be upset because of the high expectations they put on them every year and? They obviously had two fantastic first seasons. This season was a lot harder for them. Um, would you, if you were an NYXL fan, Joe, would you be upset if NYXL um, sort of left at this point in the tournament, or would that be your expectation at this point? Well, I mean, the uh, um, the you know, talking about ex- expectations for New York. I mean, this is a team that like. They're just entirely expectations, right? <laughs> yep. um, that uh, even historically, you know, season one, season two, there were just so many, um, <laughs> so many ways that um, arguably um, uh, weren't able to quite measure up. And I, so I don't think it's you know, um, I don't think it's desperate for New York, and I don't think um, you know they're they're bound to lose either to either to Guangzhou or Hangzhou. Uh, but it is definitely going to be um, <laughs> they run into these in so many tournaments. But it, you know, it's going to be another like proving point for them that are they able to um, beat a team that isn't Chengdu when it counts? Uh, <laughs> in this case, Chengdu, you know, Chengdu or London, um, are they able to beat one of those teams when it counts? Um, um, and yes, so and. Especially after these first couple of matches, we see New York in. Um, you know, the our or at least my prediction may change, but, um, but yeah, certainly uh, his, history is not a good. Um, this is not looking favorably on on New York right now. Yep, I 
if I were a New York fan, I would expect this at this point. It's just too hard. It's too tough of a region for them, which is unfortunate, obviously. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know what they're going to do next year. It's going to be interesting to see if they keep this roster or if they like add, they need to add a big piece or something. Um, they just need a little bit more, uh, which is just unfortunate for a team that, you know, has performed so well. Um, but yeah, we both have either Guangzhou or Guangzhou eliminating New York there. First team eliminated out of this top four. Um, and then in our winner's finals, we both have Shanghai making it. Surprise, surprise. Um, they're just far and away the best team recently in APAC. So it's it's an easy pick for both of us. Um, but this time around, Zhou does favor with me as Guangzhou beating Hangzhou. Um, Joe, any reason why you think uh, the second time around Hangzhou can't pull it off again? Yeah, and uh, you know this may be more hedging my bets than anything, but um, <laughs> yeah, just with with the way that these teams have been super even, um, and, and yeah, this because this will be a rematch. Um, uh, I believe both of the ways we've set this up, yeah, uh, a rematch of that that earlier round, um, and. Um, yeah, so it would certainly be excellent, excellent to watch if they were to uh, um, go all the way um, in terms of to to trade those series, is what I'm saying. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I think um, the Guangzhou certainly got uh, more of that kind of history behind it, and uh, we'll have to see. Um, uh, you, you know, who who comes on top initially, and I know that'll be. Um, you know, a couple weeks, uh, or certainly not this coming weekend that we'll see that match, but, um, but yeah, very interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, and then of course we have predicted out the grand finals as well, uh, which is way down the line at this point, but we're a month away from that. And certainly things will change and we'll re-predict it once we know the actual teams and stuff like that. But we actually have a pretty similar grand finals prediction happening here. The only difference we have is, um, is the uh you have the philadelphia fusion making the grand finals the grand grand finals and i have the shock making the grand finals both of us have shanghai facing them and winning um yeah i i mean i guess let's start with shanghai because i i i wanna people i mean shanghai we both predicted them to win it all I just think it's Shanghai's year, and I think it'd be a great story to see Shanghai obviously go from 0-40, worst team in the league by far, to um, pretty good, getting some really big wins, winning Stage 3, now to this year where they're dominating, they're looking so great, and they win it all. Like, that would just be crazy. I think it's their year. Uh, We have yet to see Shock versus Dragons this year, so seeing those two face off each other, even in my own bracket... Just makes me so excited. I'm just like, oh my god, that's going to be such a good matchup. Um, and I think I would love to see it as the the finals. But I think Shanghai Fusion would be awesome too, obviously. Um, Joe, I feel like you're torturing yourself over there. Like, if you should make, <laughs> make the finals again, but lose and come up short again. <laughs> Is that really what you want? Uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> but... Um... But yeah, I mean, yeah. So the only difference, obviously, um, is when Shock loses to Shanghai, Philly beats Guangzhou, um, and then 
our our losers bracket championship match. Um, you've got Shock over Philly. I've got Philly over Shock. I mean, either way, um, that's going to be an excellent opportunity for redemption um, there for for Philadelphia. Um, you know, when it's um, when it comes time for that, um, I, I, it's you know we could look at some of the the past stuff from the tournament and that kind of thing. But I mean, in in lots of ways, it can really just be a toss up between between those two teams. Um, but yeah, I would absolutely love for for Philly to to finally take that prove their uh, their North America number one seed. Um, yeah, and then we get then we get to the final Shanghai v Philly, and um, I mean we've we've talked there's been you know questions about you know oh is is um north america better than um than the asia region and is there um you know how how big is the difference is there a concrete difference between uh the, the competition and how how close this is and all that and i mean i just really think um that uh uh it's gonna be super difficult uh, both when when likely shock plays Shanghai first um, and when either shock or Philly comes up the second time um, it's just gonna be super difficult to to make that stand um, uh, and I'm not not super confident that um, that either team will against against super strong Shanghai yeah I mean we talk about the difference between between APAC and North America and everyone favors APAC and if we're I mean, if we're saying APEC is in general better than North America and the Shanghai Dragons themselves are dominating APEC at this point, then we should easily have Shanghai Dragons dominating Shock and Philly. Um, whereas I, I think NA Asia is pretty close at this point, but I, I do think Shanghai is currently the best team um, out of these 20, out of the 20 we got. I think Shanghai is the best. I would I would definitely love to see Fusion make it to the final. They just had such a great season when I did not. Exp- I mean, I guess we all did expect Philly to have a great a great season, but it's super exciting. I, at the very beginning, I didn't expect Philly as a franchise to be here. You know, I think that's what I was trying to say. I did not expect Philly to be a top team when when this whole thing started. So I think it's cool to see them there, um, and I think it'd be cool to see them pull off a crazy upset in the grand finals and win it all. I think that'd be super cool. Uh, but I deserve do, it. <laughs> I, I think the Shanghai story is almost as good, though. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Well, me and Joe will obviously be podcasting throughout this month and updating brackets based off what happens. I'm hoping there's some crazy out of left field things. I, whenever this bracket stuff happens, whether it's this or college basketball, March Madness, even like I'm almost rooting, actively rooting for my bracket to be bad because I think it's more exciting. <laughs> Um, but at the same time, I really do want to see Fusion or Shock face off against Dragons because we just haven't gotten to see it all year. If we had been seeing it before, I would have been like, yeah, let's go for the upset. But we haven't got to see that all year. I I would really love to see Fusion, Shock face face Dragons. I think that'd be really cool. Um, but yeah, anything else to talk about with the playoffs for you, Joe? Um... Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, there's just going to be a lot of stuff to to process through. It's it's going to be excellent. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. That's our playoff prediction episode right there. Uh, 
if you guys want to follow us on social media, my Twitter is at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. I-N-C. We have a show Twitter. It's at On The Flank Show. You can email us on the flank show at gmail.com or tweet at us if you have any questions, any topics you'd like us to talk about. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, you can go to on-the-flank.podcast.co. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening and enjoy the beginning of the playoffs this weekend.